0: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So let us us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just give you glory. We thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your mercy, your love and protection. Thank you, Lord, for just your presence here, always with us. Thank you, Lord. I, I speak as your oracle. Thank you, Lord, because, Lord, your presence is in me. Holy Spirit is in me to guide my vocal cords, to guide whatever I'm going to speak today. And, Lord, Holy Spirit, interpret your word to your children in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we thank you because the entrance of the world brings light, brings understanding to the simple. Father, Lord, we just give you glory. Thank you, Lord, for understanding. Thank you, Lord, for the light of the world into every place that is dark. Every praise that needs understanding, Father Lord, we just give you praise. Thank you, awesome God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Um, before I before I start, I wanted to say that you know I know this this is the last Sunday of the month. I know we typically have a Sunday school, but it was a quick change because I wanted to at least close to finish this teaching about David. Um. So next Sunday, we'll do this Sunday school. It's just a small change in the program. And sometimes, you know, you can't, with God, you can't, uh, <laughs> you can't always have a set plan. Oh, this is the plan. God comes and I say, ah, no, 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 I have my plan. You work with my plan, you know? So so today our title, even though we're still talking about David, you know, still talking about David, we, you know, we, we titled this, God titled this, as, seek the Lord and be led of the Holy Spirit. Seek the Lord and be led of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at first, first Samuel 38, No Living Translation. Pray alongside me that the Holy Spirit will just really open our eyes because we need our eyes open today like never before because we're in perilous times we need to have an understanding then David asked the Lord should I chase after this band of raiders will I catch them and the Lord told him yes go after them you will surely recover everything that was taken from you you know this story is really interesting you know yeah, the thing about David, the story of David is interesting in general. You know, there are a few lessons the Lord wants to teach us and for us to learn about David, a man after God's own heart. You know, we started, I'm just doing a quick recap. We've, we started, the first, the first lesson we learned during the start of the story of David was that David was a man. Who had faith in God? He had faith in God. He knew God. He also knew the capability of God. Yeah, he knew the character of God. So he could, he, he knew he knew who God was. So the second lesson that we learned was last week. He said David showed you know showed us what he what it means to have a heart to forgive. He he knew. He had a heart to forgive people. You know, I, 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 was, reading, I was reading this week about Amsalom, his son, I saw son tried to overthrow him. You know, even attempted, he listened to wrong advice. You know, and that's why we need to be careful. We can't be seeking different advice. He, he listened to wrong advice to tell him, okay, go and kill your father. You know, and David's David's man, the mighty man of valor, The killed him. And even with that, David was sad that his son died. It, for me, it's it's truly it's truly amazing for your son to try to kill you, and then now he gets killed. Your 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 heart is sad that man. why, why did this guy die? And he gave them strict instructions. He says, please treat him gently. The first man that passed him by didn't want to kill because he says, I don't want the, the king to be angry with me. You know, you think about it, the man, the man was quick to forgive. You know, another thing, another thing I read, you know, when we read, when I, you know, we, we talk about this all the time, you know, the David and Bathsheba. You know how the Lord told David that he committed a sin. He committed a bad, it was a terrible sin. You know, but we always talk about David. Oh man, but he committed this sin. But how can God still love such a man? But we forget that we too commit that kind of sin. We commit sin all the time. But God still loves us in spite of it. We commit sin every single day, but the key here is: Are we willing to what? Repent? Are we quick to what? To repent? That's the key. that's the key. But you see that David was because when Nathan Nathan the prophet confronted David about the sin against against the Lord, the Lord, did David what? Repented instantly. He wasn't trying to justify his actions. It was the woman that did it. Oh, it was this person. Oh, if this person wasn't there, I could have. No, he, he, he didn't he didn't justify it. In first Samuel 12 13, in no living translation. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, The Lord has taken away your sin. You will not, you're not going to die. You know the consequences for sin, but the point I'm making is: Can you imagine? Can you imagine David was quick. The report, you did you did something wrong, you know. We human beings are you know, we're quick to say no. It was that person. We're quick to point finger, but David wasn't trying to point finger. He owned up. I did it. I'm sorry. And God, yes, like I said, there are consequences to sin. And even though David's child, when Bathsheba died, the first child, God was still merciful to David and gave him another child. The point I'm making is David had a heart to forgive, was quick to forgive. You know, somebody once told me this, some wise person once told me this, I don't want my, uh, I don't want my prayers to be hindered. And because I don't want my prayers to be in that, I'm very quick to what? Forgive. That's key. so David was teaching us that. And he's quick to it's quick to forgive. Forget it. When the person hurt, held abuses on him when he was running away from Absalom, that he now he's now taking ownership of. He's now become king. Absalom is dead. The guy said to beg, and his man was say, "Kill him." The man said, no, "No, no, it's not his time to die." Very quick to what? Forgive. The third lesson that we're going to learn today is David sought the Lord regularly, especially when he faced trials. When you know, if especially he constantly sought the advice from what? From God. You know, that's what we just read. If we go back to first, first Samuel 29, you know, the Philistines, they were staying in the Philistine area, the region, and the Philistines were going after Israel. And, you know, he was going to go and fight with the Philistines, you know, and the Philistines rejected him and said, no, 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 you're not, uh, you're not going over there. Sorry, my phone is dinging, so I need to turn it off. You know, so, so, sorry. So the the Philistines, what rejected him? They didn't want David to fight next to them because they had they were afraid that David can just go and uh, you know fight against them instead of fight with them. But on their way back, what happened? David and his men noticed what? Their homes were burnt down to the ground. Their families were what? Kidnapped. I don't know why, kid, why, why the Lord put kidnapped. It's like, it reminds me of you know what's going on in Nigeria. That's why we need to pray for Nigeria. There's so much kidnapping. People are just getting kidnapped. It says, King David faced a lot of what? Trials. And this was what, one of the trials. you notice that there were two groups of people in that, if you, whenever you have a minute, you can go and read it. There were two groups of people in that, during that time. His men and David. One that sought God and the other one that completely took matters in their own hands. They wanted to what, kill David? Because, it, because sometimes we tend to be what, Honestly, let's be honest. Sometimes we're irrational. We're not rational. We're not rational when 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 we have situations on our hands. You know, we, we we want to do something. We, 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 we don't, Sometimes, I'm not saying all the time, sometimes we we, we will want to basically do what? We don't even think about first going to God. The first thing we want to do is we want to try to fix the issue by ourselves. We face trials every single day. The question here is: What group do you fit in? Do you fit into the group whereby I have the ability to do it, so I, I, I you know, I can do by myself? Or you go, are you, are you in the category whereby I have issues of life, and I do what I go to God for the answer? I go to God to seek God. You know, I remember when I was, when I was, you know, I was gonna say a bit younger, I had to kind of, I'm still, still young, you know. When I was a bit younger, you know, and you know, I felt money could answer every issue of life. Then I, I then understood that money had a limit. Then somebody introduced me to who? Jesus. Somebody said to me, try him. There's no limits to him. So the key is that, the key is that, what do we do, what category do we, do, we, do we fall into? Do we fall into the same category like the man that tried, felt that, you know, they said the arm of flesh will fail you, but what happens, we don't remember as of, as of the time that the, the, the trouble hits, we, sometimes we don't remember to seek God. We try to do it our own self. We try to do it by our own power. Do we seek God with all our heart? Do we wait for the answer? You see, that's the key. Seeking God. You can seek God, but you wait for the answer. And when you get the answer, do you act on the answer? Jeremiah 33:3. New Living Bible. It says, ask, okay, sorry, living Bible. Yes, thank you. It says, ask me and I will tell you some remarkable secrets about what is going to happen here. Do you understand what is going on? The Bible says, ask and I will tell you. Do you notice a pattern here? This is what we're supposed to do during prayer. Prayer is a two-way communication. Prayer is a love language. Prayer is a process of asking and waiting to hear. We ask and, and God answers. Then what? You act on what God has said. I'll ask again, what category do you fall into? Do you seek God when you're faced with difficulties? or do you try to solve it yourself? It is amazing that David knew to seek God, seek the Lord in the face of what difficult. As New Testament believers, we ought to act like David and seek to understand what to do. We need to be what? Led of the Holy Spirit. John 16, 13 to 14. Says when the Holy Spirit, when, when so, when the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide in all truth, He will not speak on His own, but will tell you what He has heard. He will tell you about the future, He will bring me glory by telling you whatever He received from me. So, basically, if you think about this, you pray to a God. Let, let's look at it. When you pray to a God who is spirit, He gives you an answer. Who, who will be the answer? Who brings the answer? Is the Holy Spirit that what brings the answer. He speaks the answer into your heart. He speaks the answer to you. That's why. That's why your spirit now receives. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. This is beautiful. This is it. The Holy Spirit. I, the Holy Spirit. He says, "Look at that." What just says. He would not speak on his own, but I would. I will tell you what. He has heard. You know, the way God, the, 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 God, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit kind of described this to me. In heaven, God the Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit. They're they are having a conversation. You you pray, they have a conversation. Who executes it? It's the Holy Spirit. He executes it. He tells, he says, this is what you're supposed to do for that situation. He's the messenger. And he's there to what? Execute it with your, he'll help you to execute it as well. Look at Galatians 5, 16 to 18. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives that you wouldn't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. So you see, you see here. You know, when I read each time I read this Galatians 5, 16 to seventeen, those that, that's those two verses, it reminds me of this. You know, this cartoon we used to you know when we grew up. You know, you used to have like, you know, you see the, you know, the, the devil on one side and the angel on the other side, you know, <clears throat> and you're trying to make a decision and the, the, the devil is saying, he's telling you something, the angel is speaking, speaking to you and you're, you're, you're not able to make the best point, best decision because you're here too, too, there's too many, too many voices. You see, let me tell you something that's, you know, that's completely true. But they also they forget the third voice. There's the the angel, yes. There's the devil, yes. But the world also the world is coming at you with a fury. But look at what look at what look at what this is that verse 18 says, but when you are directed by the spirit, you're not under the obligation to to the law of Moses. Look. When, when we were in the realm or the dispensation of the law, basically when we didn't know Jesus, we acted in our own human abilities, in our own human thought process. The world is telling you something, so you grab onto it. Something you, you've, you've, your body feels somehow, you, you, you say, yeah, that's this. This is how I'm going to go. Oh, I felt goosebumps. I felt pimples. So I I, I I think that's it. Because I, I felt so, I felt pimples. But, oh, goosebumps on my hands. So I think that's basically what it is. Or, or you do this, <coughs> you do this thing that we do in Nigeria. Sorry, I, for people that don't speak the language, but I, I'll say it. It's a titi, alaba, 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 kai, kai, bus, Then you choose one. You you, you do things the way you feel like it's supposed to do. Or you throw the thing up in the air, heads or tail. Heads, okay, beautiful, this is what I'm going to do. That's what we used to do, human abilities. The way we do things. But in the dispensation of grace and mercy, mercy and grace, we allow the Holy Spirit to what? To lead us. We surrender our human abilities and allow the Holy Spirit to what? To guide us into our truth. He knows the best way. The Lord knows the way through the wilderness. All I have to do is to follow strength from the It is Him. It is Him. It's Him that is what is our guide. conflict arises when you see the thing about it is sometimes what happens is that the sinful nature and and the holy spirit there's a there's a what there's a conflict there's a conflict but you see the only time that conflict arises is when you're not sure of who he is the Holy Spirit is As Christians, we need to know. We need to know that we are sheep, and the Lord is what our shepherd, who has given us a representative, the Holy Spirit, to do what to guide us. The key is that you need to know who you are. Knowing who you are, and whose you are. There's something like that. But knowing who you are, what happens is that. You have an understanding of who is speaking to you. You know who is speaking to you and know, okay, no, 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 okay. So you have an understanding. The conflict will not arise as much, as much in sense of, because as soon as you keep growing in the Lord, you keep knowing the Lord, then all of a sudden, the devil, yes, will give you, you will give you information, but you know, you know, the sheep. Does not know the, know the voice of the enemy. Look at look at um, John ten twenty seven. TPT. He says, "My own sheep will hear my voice, and I know." Each one and they follow me. So my sheep, what hear my voice, they know me, they have a relationship with me. Look at what he then says. He now quantifies, it says, and I know each one. So the shepherd knows each one. He knows, you know, the, the, the picture that I had when you know when the Lord was kind of describing this to me was, you know, the sheep, the shepherd knows this is. Mike, even though they look alike. (laughs) This is Mike. This is John. This is Jonathan. So when he calls Jonathan, you know, Jonathan knows this is, this is, this is, the shepherd is calling. The story of of the sheep, and when I read, I I read the, you know, I I went to Google and I was reading it probably before, not this time around I was preparing. And, you know, I was like, wow, this is an interesting, you know, it's an amazing one. The sheep is completely what? Dependent on the shepherd for everything. Even in times of what? Trouble. It's a good read for you to go if you, if you have the moment. Read, you know, John John 10. And even if you don't have a moment, play it. Thank God for you know you can play it and you can listen to it. You know I think you Version and um, and Bible Gateway, you can listen to it. It's amazing because there's a de- there's a, a dependence on the Shepherd for everything. And look, it, it becomes this thing is not. I'll tell you right now, when you start. Doing this, it becomes, practice makes perfect, he said. In the beginning, it's hard. You know, I was talking to my, my, my uh, this long time ago, I was talking to some young man and, you know, I was telling him, I said, you know, you want to go to school, you know, you want to go to college. Why don't you go to God and say, God, what is that plan that you have for me? What is that, what is that plan that you have for me for the future? What, what did you intend for me to go to school for? What, what is it? So that so that I don't miss the plan for the future. Because all of us have a purpose for creation. God created us for purpose. So he's that you go to God and say, God, what is that plan? You see, sometimes we think we know. So I was telling him, I said, go to God. He said, boy, he said, boy, pastor, I don't know how to. I said, try. It's, it's practice makes perfect. It's practice makes perfect. And unfortunately, the, 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 the man didn't understand what I was saying. He said he was going to do IT. From IT, he went to nothing. From nothing, he's back to IT again. Years are going by. Years are just passing you back. The same way, even as adults. You know why it's difficult? He told me why it's difficult. Because he says, before before Christ, I used to do everything by myself. The law. Now you're telling me I should depend on God? How? But God is saying, you can. It's not impossible for you to. You can depend on me. on me for everything David knew and understood that relationship that interaction between the sheep and the shepherd he understood it can you imagine even as a king he understood it you know the lord even told me he says he said do you know that in first peter 2 9 says you're a royal priesthood you're a chosen nation you're a king too Even in his kingly, in kinship assignment, he knew to go to God. He didn't think about it. He didn't think about. Yes, he had advisors. David had a lot of advisors, but he knew better to go to the advisor for such things. He goes to God, say God, because he knows the arm of flesh will fail him. What do they? Know? Look at Psalm twenty-three, one to three. New Living Translation. The Lord is my shepherd; I have all I need. He lets me lets he lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my my strength. He guides me along the right path. Bringing honor to his name. A child depends on the parent for everything. The Bible says we are children of God. Depends on the parent for everything. So does the sheep depend on solely on the shepherd for everything. So if you're lacking, if you're experiencing lack, then go to God for God's, for God's help. Say, God, I need your help. I cannot do this. The shepherd leads and guides his sheep to the best and right place. You see, I, I'll give an example. I was telling my wife, I said, there's this project I'm working on. I work. It has high vis- visibility. The visibility is so everybody, everybody knows about it. VPs, all of them, they know. And I said to God, I said, God, I, look, I, I put my hand in your hands. I have the mind of Christ. I have the wisdom of Christ. I said to God, "This project will, will succeed. We we'll succeed. It's not my ability; it's your ability, giving me the strength for this thing to work. It's not putting in the hours. It's God. It's God that we depend on." Now, let's look at some. Let's look at someone who, who, who understood the aspect of being led of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at it real quickly. Uh, acts 10 17 to 20 look at look at peter in acts 10 17 to 20 says then peter no no living translation thank you so peter was perplexed what could this division mean just then the man sent by Cornelius, found Simon's house. Standing outside the gates, they asked if a man named Simon Peter was staying there. Meanwhile, as Peter was puzzling over the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, three men have come looking for you. Get up, go downstairs, and go with them without hesitation. Don't worry, I have sent them. You see, I want to just say real quick, it's not part of the teaching, but something I want to say real quick. When God gives you a vision or a dream or whatever it is, it's to direct you. Who do you go back to? You don't try to puzzle it. You see, the the, the, the Holy Spirit knew that the instead of puzzle try tried to figure it out by himself. He said, no, no, no. I am the answer. I will tell you what, what I'm trying to tell you about this vision. Just go and do what I'm telling you to do right away Without what? Hesitation. Sometimes we hesitate. Sometimes we hesitate because it, it's, it's, for him it's just the understanding, ah, oh, unclean food, the Jewish laws don't allow us to do such a thing. No, no, no. But the Holy Spirit says, no, go, 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 go. As he was going, He understood the translation. He understood the meaning of that vision. Because now he says, Cornelius, a Roman officer. Ah, So I'm going to a Roman officer's house. We don't mix. But because the Holy Spirit said, I will do it. The Holy Spirit can ask you and I to make peace with our worst enemy. He can make. He can ask you to make peace with somebody that hates you with a passion. He can ask you to love someone. It's not. It's not something that you try to understand. The Holy Spirit might send you to apologize to someone who wronged you. The key is to act on the word swiftly. See, pastor, our pastor, our, our our pastor Emmanuel, the parent church, the pastor. He he, he said to me one time. He says, "My neighbor wronged me. The, the, my 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 my, um, my son who goes who goes um, teachers that told him to write you're stupid, you're this, you're you're dumb. You're... The Lord told him to go and apologize to them." For yelling at them, it doesn't make any sense. It, he says, Pastor Chuka, it didn't make any sense. But you know what the only he says? I should go and I just do it. Forget it. <laughs> I just do it. He says I'm like I, I'm going to be. I have to be like Paul. I count this all as rubbish. Basically, I want to attain who. Jesus, I want to attain heaven. I want to go. Basically, the key is that we've been bought at a price. And because we've been bought at a price, we don't own ourselves any longer. We're not not acting on the dispensation of the law any longer. We are just supposed to be what? Obedient. The flesh might not be willing, but we need to be like what? They should be obedient. We need to walk by what? by faith and not by sight. When you're led, you don't be led of your physical thought process. You cannot mix both of them. You cannot mix both. I'm telling you, you cannot mix both of them. Let me tell you something. In the world, they tell you to do what? To save, 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 save. That's what they tell you. But in Christianity, they tell you give. Somebody comes to you that needs help, you give. The world, the world tells you to do what? Save. You must save. They they pound it in your hand. But the Bible says it's more blessed to what to give than to receive. It doesn't make any sense. It does not. Hmm. It does not. It really doesn't. Think about this growing church is giving 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 to giving to widows in, in, in Africa. Are you kidding me? How? Why? It does not make any sense, but God wants us to be what? Obedient. Be obedient. That's it. His, I mean, you know the funny thing? It's his resources. It's his. He, you know, the Lord said to me one time, He said, I gave you breath. I made you alive. I gave you the job. Even the money is your. Is mine. You're just a custodian. You're just an ordinary custodian. And because we're a custodian of his uh, his resources, I'll call it, we go to him and say, God, okay, what do you want me to do now? God says, okay, you know, there's somebody in. that's coming to you now. When he, when he knocks on the door, give him some money. Let me tell you something, this happened to me, you know, You know, like I said, practice makes perfect. This happened to me before, in the old church. I was there and the Lord said, this boy is coming to you, when he, when he comes to you, just have a conversation with him, but go and give him some money. I said, how much? He said, give him whatever you have in your wallet. I said, really? I said, okay, God, <laughs> if that's what you want me to do, that's that's awesome, awesome. You know, I, 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 at first, at first I was debating with God, but I said, God, but you know, we have to go and do grocery shopping. We have grocery shopping to do, but this is money. I don't want to go to these banks. And I was debating with God and the Lord, he kept quiet. So the guy came and we went talking and we're having a conversation. And we are talking and talking and talking and talking for like 20 minutes. And the Lord talked to me and says, did you do what I told you? I said, okay, Lord. So I said, give me a minute. Because I didn't want to open my, my, <laughs> my wallet. You, you do the same. Come on. Yeah. I didn't want to open my wallet in, in in front of the guy. So I said, give me a minute. Stay stay, Stay in pastor check. I said, you're, you're a new pastor now. Go stay in pastor's check. So I went to the back and I opened my wallet. And I saw some money. And I gave it to him. I came back, giving the money. The man said. Are you sure? I said, yeah, yeah, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. He didn't know that. My heart was like, what am I going to do now? Okay. It's, it's cool, it's cool. Do you know that the next Sunday, the guy came crying? He came crying. I said, why are you crying, dude? What's going on? He said, do you know that I didn't have gas in my car? And I had to go to work. And moreover, I didn't have food in the house. And you gave me something. He gave me something to. The key is that. I'm so emotional. The key is that God. We are His custodians. We need to be what led of the Spirit. Look at look at, look at John John two one to eleven please. Let's look at another example. John 2, 1 11. 1 to 11. Message, the Message Bible. It says three days later there was a wedding in the village of Canaan. In Galilee, Jesus' mother was there. Jesus and his disciples were guests also. When they started running low on wine at the wedding banquet, Jesus' mother told him, "They are just about, they, they're just about of wine, out of wine." Sorry. Jesus said, "Is that any of my business, mother? Yours or mine? This isn't my time." Don't push. Don't push me. She went ahead anyway, telling the servants, "Just watch that. Take a peek at that. Whatever he tells you to do, do it." Six stoneware water pots were there, used by the Jews for ritual washing. Each held twenty or thirty gallons. Jesus ordered the servants, "Fill the pots with water," and they filled them. To the brim. Now fill your pitchers and take them to the host. Jesus said, and they did. When the host tasted the water, look at what he said tasted the water that had become wine. He didn't know what had happened, but the servants, of course, knew. He called out the back room. Everyone, everybody, I know begins with the first finest wines and after the guests have had their fill brings the cheap stuff But you saved the best until now. Yes, this is a water to wine conversion. Yes, was a miracle. Yes, but there are two things I want to point out. Like I said, save that. It's whatever he tells you to do, do it. Whatever he tells you, do it. The servants who had water in their pictures acted on the instruction of Jesus and the water changed to wine. They received prior instruction by the mob. Says, do what he tells you. They acted by faith. They did not embar- the Lord did not embarrass them. The, the, the miracle was performed as they continued to walk by faith when we are led by this by the holy spirit god goes ahead and performs the miracle that is key can you imagine if it were me i would say i will even ask jesus i say are you are you sure there's one time don't make me go and embarrass myself. What am I doing here? This water. But the Jesus, the, the servants did not even think about all that. Madame has said, do what August says. Forget it. That's it. That's what I'm going to do. The, 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 his mom has said, do it. Do what Jesus has said. Just do it. I need to work for you. This is exactly what is happening today. Be, being led of this, the Holy Spirit is an act of faith. It's a full confidence that it will work out no matter what. It is not a time to be afraid. When you are in fear, then you 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 do not you do not have this the sheep Shepherd relationship with God. David walked by faith and he was victorious each time. We too can be victorious each time when we walk by faith and also when we are led of the Spirit. I'll say this again. David walked by faith and he was always victorious. We too can be victorious when we walk by faith, and also when we are led of the Spirit. The key here is we're not supposed to be led by ourselves. We're supposed to be led by the Spirit. So my prayer today is that know that we are custodians. You know, even the children that God has given us, we are custodians of them the resources were custodians. We go to God and say, God, help me. My thinking would not, my abilities would not be able to raise a child properly. But when you now equip it with the Holy Spirit, going to God, say, God, what do I do? Holy Spirit, what do I do in this aspect? Holy Spirit now gives you ideas. He gives you ideas. And when you execute it, it always works. He validates it. You know, let me let me talk about it. He validates it. When you validate something, it means that each time you produce it, it always works. He validates it. I say, this is something that is a workable system. My prayer is that we will always go to the Holy Spirit. See, say, what do I do? What do I do? And when you ask him, what do I do? He now guides you. He guides you every step. God will never fail you. He's not a God that fails. But here's the key. The key is he's given us the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth. The question is, what group are you in? Are you in the group that tries to do it by yourself, by your by your power? Are you in the group that depends on the Holy Spirit to guide you? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just give you glory. Hallelujah. Lord God Almighty, I pray to you over today. You know, spiritual maturity means that you're not guided by your ability any longer. Spiritual maturity says it's indicative that you're aligned, the Holy Spirit to guide you. Lord, you know, we don't want to just do what we used to do before. Or we think, oh yeah, because we, we did it in, you know, before we are unbeliever you know i it walked so you should always walk but you know we've been bought at a price the blood of jesus he went to the cross for us he says now nah, i'm gonna be what i'm gonna be your father i'm gonna be all for you just depend on me and sometimes it's a struggle because we don't know your character. We don't know, you don't know you, we don't have a relationship with you. So we struggle. We we struggle at it. But Lord, he says, just come and test on me. Come and come and come to know me. When you know me, you have an understanding of who I am. Father Lord, I pray that this time that we come to know who you are, we, we seek after you, we, we, we'll go into a daily reading the Bible, understanding who you are. Coming to that relationship, that candid relationship with you. That sheep shepherd relationship. That son-daughter-parent relationship. whereby we depend on you for food, money, clothing, everything. The Bible says, in, it says, seek first the kingdom of God, Matthew six thirty-three. Seek first the kingdom of God and every other thing shall be added unto to you because that's what you want us to do. You want us to seek, seek you first. When a situation happens, seek you first. When the doctor says something else, seek you first. <clears throat> when is when your kids are sick, seek you first. Say God, what do I do? Because Lord, we are custodians. We are custodians of your wealth, everything. We don't run the show. We don't run it. We don't. We don't have the ability to. Help us to that we always seek you. We always seek you, seek after you. Help us to live those things we used to do before when we were unbelievers. Because we are no longer an unbeliever. We are we're a believer of Jesus Christ. And because we are a believer of Jesus Christ, we are supposed to do what, what Jesus did. And what did Jesus do? He woke up early in the morning seeking, seeking to know the course of his day. Help us to do these things. It doesn't mean troubles will come. But the Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of it all. It is you that will deliver us out of all the troubles All the troubles the enemy wants to, all all he's doing, all the things he's throwing at us. It's only you that can deliver us. So Lord, we depend on you today. We depend on you. You have the ability to change, to transform. So we depend on you today. We put down, we put down every aspect, everything that we think we know, how we know. Oh yes, our intelligence, we put it all down. Oh, we are, no. He says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So we put down our thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. So we put down our ways. And Lord, we grab to you. We grab onto you, for you to guide us. So, Lord God Almighty, as you, we pray to today that Lord, that you guide us in all truth, Holy Spirit. Guide us in all truth. Help us to know what to do, when to do it, how to do it. It is you, it is you. You tell us, guide us, help us to also not try to figure it out. Because sometimes when we try to figure it out, we make a mistake. We make a mistake. But Lord, help us. Help us. Help us. When you give us instruction, help us to do it without trying to figure it out. Oh, we did work, or we didn't. No, you never asked us to. It has been validated. It has been validated by the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He says, this is what you're supposed to do for that trouble to go away. You say, Lord, that's it. If that's what you said, that's it. Father, Lord, we just give you glory. Thank you, Lord, because we know that we've, we've heard your word. And Lord, we're going to act on your word. And by acting on your word, we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to have free reign in our lives, free reign in our finances, free reign in our emotions, free reign in our homes, free reign, free reign, in the name of Jesus. Help us not to to help us not to you know start to think about it. Because when we start to think about it, the devil starts to give us things to think about. Father, Lord, we just give you glory. Thank you, awesome God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.